What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Raised a Geek podcast, where geek is all we speak. This week, we rewatch Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey as we prepare for James Gunn's Suicide Squad. And by we, I mean Chris. And Don. Let's go. Ooh. 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 <laughs> right man we're back took a week off it felt like it's been forever we recorded that uh i was gonna say birds of prey but nope it was black widow it was another (laughs) animal um we did our black widow one it felt like we were just saying two weeks ago and we're back don how's it going man chris what is happening today my man yes we are back here recording and it does feel like it's been quite a while in podcasting time it feels uh like a long time away i'm glad to be back uh with you here to talk about some black widow suicide squad all that stuff and uh <laughs> we're, ready talking, to go. we're talking about birds of prey oh not my god widow. you're right <laughs> i now i gotta confuse widow spite birds some kind of creature yeah bats all that yeah. 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 I got gotcha. you. I knew what you were saying. I knew what you were going for. And I almost needed those couple of weeks because it took me that long to watch Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We <laughs> put we'll our get, we put ourselves through it. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. Did you hear about the uh the AEW wrestling uh match with Chris Jericho, the death match they had on TNT? I didn't hear about it, but I was going yeah. through Twitter earlier and I saw somebody had a picture of like him getting cut with a pizza cutter on his head or something. Yeah. So Is they that did something that happened. Yeah. So they were having this Chris Jericho was having a death match on TNT, which is weird enough as it is against Nick a death Gage. match. Yeah. Nick Gage, who is the king of the death matches. And this is his first like televised performance. So they were like, it was the debut of like light tubes, fluorescent light tubes and pizza cutters on, on national TV. But they did this. Then uh-huh. Nick Gage is one of his things. He'll take the pizza cutter to people's heads and cut them up. So he was doing this to Chris Jericho. Now, AEW does this thing where they go pitcher and pitcher during matches if they go to commercial. Uh-huh. So they were going to commercial right as he's, he did. He cut up Jericho's head. He held up the pizza cutter covered in blood. And they said, we'll be right back, but you won't miss any of the action. We're going pitcher, pitcher. And they cut straight to a Domino's pizza commercial. <laughs> this dude's walking around with a bloody pizza cutter. And that went viral. That might've been something that you saw. And I was going to say, was it, you think that was planned or that was just like a co- weird coincidence? I, well, Domino's right now is is mad, and they're 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 threatening to pull their advertising from AEW now. So whether or not it was planned, and they thought it would be a really good idea, and then they everyone started making jokes and talking about it. And now they're like, "Oh crap, we went viral. We can't we can't do this." That's funny. Yeah. I don't know the last time I've had Domino's pizza. I couldn't tell you. It's been probably twenty years. <laughs> just get <laughs> just just get Pizza Hut involved. I'm sure they want to get that nice aew money what's funny is uh pbr Pep's blue ribbon already said we'll take domino's spot and they've been tweeting for like two days to aew and nick gage and domino's like we'll take the spot we love and they kept they keep coming up with all these wrestling related like memes that involve pizza cutters and they're they're really their social media marketing department is really working overdrive to try to take domino's marketing spot i mean and pbr underrated beer it's just a good old-fashioned uh 
Clint Eastwood, Gran Torino, mm-hmm. old man beer. <laughs> when it's funny, some of these products that like are big into wrestling, like Arby's, their Twitter is always tweeting out something wrestling related. Like you have these people that are part of these things that like professional wrestling. So then you see them like tweet out random things for WWE and like I said, PBR going heavy with the AEW. So it's just kind of funny when you get these marketing geeks that are out there like, I love wrestling. I'm going to and you just kind of own the social media. So it's kind of fun. Money's money. Money is money. So I thought that was interesting. If you didn't see it, I figured you'd get a kick out of that because I didn't. But that is an interesting bleat, like some hardcore stuff like that. You don't see that in wrestling much anymore. That reminds me of like the old days when they used to do Mick Foley, Terry Funk, blood everywhere, barbed wire stuff. So that's that's cool. I might have to look that up. It was interesting to watch. It's been a while since I saw something like that. But I was definitely interested because usually Chris Jericho is not someone that you see no in those yeah, types of matches so that was yeah it was a definitely a clash of styles but it was something it was a thing <laughs> yeah. it existed yeah, yeah. um it was fine but we we're going to talk about suicide squad and we got a ton of news because don and i haven't been able to talk for a couple of weeks i had family in town running around we're doing staycation slash vacation it was exhausting i'm ready for the weekend yes ready to relax so let's uh, get this on so I can go to bed. Good night, old man. Good night, old man. <laughs> old man Chris needs to go to bed. What are you doing here? Get out of my house. It's my old man voice. Talking superheroes Talking here. Superheroes and nonsense like that whippersnapper. <laughs> oh, I had a problem where I talked in that voice for way too long and it annoyed everybody. But before Even we talk me. about even you yeah <laughs> you guys could see he's politely laughing at me as i do that uh... voice <laughs> but make sure you like subscribe and follow this show on all podcasts and social media services you want to join in on the conversation hit us up on twitter at raised a geek and join one of the now i think pushing 700 and climbing of followers that we have join the conversation there's a lot of great content going on over there so make sure you jump on over there if you want to ask us any questions shoot us an email with any questions comments or concerns at raisedageek at gmail.com leave your name and where you're writing in from so if we do decide to read it on the show we can give you a proper shout out and this show once again is sponsored by anchor.if anchor.fm Get the name right. Get Get the the name name right. right. Want to get that paid? (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Let's talk about some trailers because we had a new Ghostbusters trailer for Ghostbusters Afterlife. Watch this trailer, Don, and now I know exactly everything that's going to happen in this movie. Isn't that usually how trailers work? They like to... They like to do that. I was really Um, hoping, I was really hoping since it was only like a two minute trailer that it would mm -hmm. just kind of show you some stuff. And it started that way. But by the end of that trailer, I'm like, okay, I know the whole plot of this movie now. (laughs) Pretty much. And that's the difference between this second trailer. And I think it had a first one where I felt like I didn't learn anything from it. Yeah. And then this one, you learned a lot more. And I don't know if that's, it's, it's a good thing or a bad thing, depending on how you look at it. Like, is it going to get you into, are you more hyped about this movie now after now kind of knowing what's going on or was it too much? I guess it's for each person to decide on their own. Uh, yeah. But let Apparently, me ask to you, it showed you too much, right? Yeah. It always shows you yeah. too much. 
let me know where were you where was your hype level for this movie were you interested did you even see the 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 paul fig one with melissa mccarthy did where where do you fall with ghostbusters and just that universe no i passed on the paul fig movie still haven't seen it um i know it was kind of wild widely panned some people said it you know it's better than the reviews it got so i can't speak on that too much because i haven't seen it um but you know the original ghostbusters movies are movies i really like still to this day uh especially you know the first one is a classic yeah uh we grew up to at a time when like the cartoon was on the t i like associate ghostbusters more with the cartoon almost before the movie and the toys yeah i had that egon where you pressed his legs together and the tongue came out like blue (laughs) his eyes shoot out too yeah (laughs) that was one of my favorite toys and like the kids who always had the uh the trap the trap toy like the life-size trap you could use and you like step on the button and it opened up i always thought that thing was so cool i I didn't have one i think yeah you did have one i remember being jealous of you (laughs) because didn't we weren't we throwing that down in the basement hallway that i had i remember sliding it across that and us playing ghostbusters so yeah you gotta get slimer yeah get slimer catch (laughs) them uh so yeah ghostbusters in general i always thought was cool passed on that remake but uh yeah how do you feel about ghostbusters in your just like general thoughts of it i yeah i mean same as you i grew up with the toys as we just said um first movie i've seen countless amount of times second one just as well tons of memories childhood all that stuff i did watch the paul feig one um not till theaters or not till video i didn't go see it Mm -hmm. in theater i watched it it was fine I think I've watched it twice now. Like I put it on FX one time when it was just on. They yell a lot. There's like a lot of like yelling and screaming in that movie. So sometimes it becomes just sensory overload for me. Um, it had a couple. I chuckled. I you know it was fine. It was what it was. It was a Paul Fig movie. I don't really like his movies. So um, mm-hmm. it just is what it was. It wasn't as bad as I expected it to be. So, but I'm not going to say it felt like a Ghostbusters movie in any way. Um, for whatever reason, I've had the hardest time, regardless of what I've heard or said about this one, I've had the hardest time finding my finding it in me to care about it. Yeah. Just, I don't really know what, I mean, the cast looks great. It looks like it has more of a fun kind of almost kid vibe or, you know, adventure. It seems more like adventure than going for like comedy. Um, kind of like you doing like a Jumanji reboot, remake, sequel thing. Um, this one obviously tied a lot heavier into the Ghostbusters, you know, being about Egon and his family and stuff. Uh, so there's definitely a lot more interest in that, but I still have a hard time finding myself caring. It just seems like I'm I'm getting tired of all of these franchises that want to just lean into nostalgia. Oh, look mm-hmm. at the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. I remember that. That made me happy as a kid. So let me watch this movie now so I can relive those feelings. And I'm like, I'd rather <laughs> you make I'd rather make new feelings than try to live in the past. Yeah, but that's that's what's hot and what makes money. I know. I know. know. I know. Disney's yeah. been raking in billion dollars every movie, but doing I mean, they're literally shot for shot remaking the Lion King and billion dollars. Yeah. So um I I'm I know I'll see it at some point, whether or not i Mm -hmm. run out to go see it i still have a hard time feeling i have a i have a hard time being like super hyped about it it just is like it looks fine but is it gonna be i don't know 
Yeah, I think I even texted you earlier. I was like, oh, that was a cool Stranger Things 4 trailer. Yeah, pretty much. It totally, it totally just looks like uh, you could tell Stranger Things has had an influence on pop culture in general, and people are trying to recapture um, people's love with that. It kind of looks like it's that kind of same vibe, a bunch of kids on a supernatural adventure, and it's mm-hmm. even got the damn kid from Stranger Things in it as like the mm-hmm. main kid. Yeah. Um uh, but yeah, I mean, it looks fun. I don't know if it's a theater watch for me. I, I'll see it eventually, I'm sure. I love Paul Rudd. Who doesn't love Paul Rudd? Right. And um, at the end of that trailer, I was kind of not disappointed, but like the last scene of that trailer when they clearly show it's Bill Murray picking up the phone. Like I had a feeling he would be in it, but I didn't want to see it. But it's hard to it's hard to conceal that if he is in that movie and him and Dan Aykroyd or even Ernie Hudson if they are in that movie it would have been hard to conceal um that secret or that plot line for a long time because that's just like another way to get people hyped who might be on the fence yeah so they they threw that in there and I was just like kind of like oh yeah great I wish I would have had that surprise in the actually seeing it but we live in a day and age where you can't expect that anymore with movies yeah and i'm I'm at least grateful for how they did it like that being a tease like when we talked about it before when we get to like spider-man no way home Mm -hmm. if you're going to show me that you have other peter parkers or other spider-man in this movie that better be as much as i see i don't want to see context of scenes like seeing them in the bookstore and just seeing you know uh ghostbuster was it dan Aykroyd or bill murray one of them I thought that was Bill Murray's voice. Um, but I mean, whichever, it's like that. Okay, cool. They're in the movie, but I have, I have no idea of context. I have no idea of plot. I have no idea of anything. Now, if I saw, saw Bill Murray running around on Ecto-1 hunting ghosts, and I'm like, oh, come on. So it's like yeah. when it comes down to if there are multiple Spider-Men and then you want to give it away in this trailer, just give me an arm. Give me a look at the camera like you. Let me hear a voice just so you can be like, okay, cool. This is where they're going with this. I do not want to see any context that's going to give away movie. Yeah. Not to take us off on a tangent, but you just made me think of it. Are you surprised we haven't had this Spider-Man trailer yet? A little bit. Yeah. And we're now on our third Shang-Chi trailer and still yeah. no Spider-Man. Especially after loki ended and we now know the timelines involved we now know that's why they were waiting on a spider-man trailer because they if it's timeline related they didn't want to like put that trailer out before loki ended yeah give away like what's going on there so but i was like oh yeah after seeing the end of loki i was like we're gonna get this spider-man trailer in a week in two weeks and still nothing here all like we're almost to august and uh nothing it's it's crazy I, i i I'm con- I'm not concerned, but I'm like, when are we going to see it? I, w- I just want to see something now. At this point, I'm almost, you know, it's hard. It's hard to know. I would think that they maybe just might be waiting to attach it to Shang-Chi, the actual movie. Um, but man, that even is still so far away. That's like a month. And like, it's like six weeks. Then you only give yourself two months of promotion. It seems like for a movie that big, they'd want to put it out there now. I don't know, but I could be wrong. Uh, you just want it. Shit, I just want it. <laughs> you just want it now. No waiting. Even Savor like the anticipation, done. Savor it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. I saw that they have sent it to theaters, and it's in theaters, but it's like, when are they going to, what are they going to put it with? Maybe Jungle Cruise this weekend? Who, who knows? Uh, well, then it would have dropped today. 
Yeah. I mean, we would have heard Does Jungle Cruise come out today? I thought so. Okay. Maybe it did. I'm lost myself in these movie release timelines. Yeah. It's extremely confusing. And speaking of confusing movie timelines, we're getting more Zack Snyder's Deadverse because Netflix dropped a teaser trailer for, I forgot the name of the movie because I didn't write it down. <laughs> House of Thieves. Army of Thieves. Army of Thieves. Army of Thieves, which is like a prequel Army of the Dead movie. So this year we're getting two movies from Zack Snyder's Deadverse. Yeah. It's the most funniest, the funniest thing to me. I mean, we both watch this trailer. It looks fine. It looks like an action yeah, Zack Snyder-esque movie. But it's it's crazy to me that they already have this trailer ready to go, which means this movie was already shot like long ago. Like they were already banking on uh banking on army of the dead being a success what if army of the dead was a complete flop and like nobody cared and nobody everyone hated it and nobody watched it like then would they be looking at this movie like uh we got this prequel uh to a movie that no one gives a shit about did anybody give a shit about army of the dead like was it given positive reviews did anybody talk about it after that first weekend did anybody even talk about it besides us (laughs) <laughs> i mean i think like the 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 geek community and the nerd community talked about it for a while but like as a mainstream kind of a into the you know water cooler talk i don't think it really hit that kind of level where it was to that yeah especially it's like a netflix movie it's not in it might have been oh it wasn't theaters for a little bit right before they put it in like for a week i think it was a week ahead of time before it hit netflix yeah but even so um yeah, I don't feel like the buzz was really there for it to warrant a this quick sequel. I feel like they would have wanted to do more of a, like a wait and see approach. But Zack Snyder, man, I guess he's confident enough in what he's doing to be like, oh yeah, they're gonna love this. I'm making my, I'm making my universe, and whether people want me to or not, and here's the prequel, and I got sequels, and we're getting into this. You know, that's they're all of, already made. You think yeah. Yeah, we really filmed a seven hour movie instead of a two right. and a half and we broke it down. We got the whole trilogy, it's done. Yeah, totally. I mean this this trailer for this looks fine. It's featuring that character from that movie who was like the safe cracker mm-hmm. was kind of the com uh comedic relief in that movie. This looks like kind of his backstory, how he became what he is and um I'm sure I'll watch it if it's on Netflix, which it will be because this whole deal is with Netflix. So yeah. I, I got no problem putting that on. It looks like a little just a romp, mindless romp that you can just watch. So why not? I'm I'm down with that. Uh, Netflix also gave us some great news, um, at least for us. I don't know how other people felt about it, but they did announce that Sweet Tooth has been renewed for season two. So we will get season two of Sweet Tooth Don yes that's 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 fun uh those who've listened to our um library of episodes and thank you for those who have they know that we've talked about sweet tooth on a few different episodes we broke it down the whole first season so we both really liked it and so i'm glad that it's getting a season two to keep telling the story Uh, i'm not surprised because i guess netflix did say the viewership of season one was pretty good uh so that's good uh i'm very interested to see season two and how the story progresses um yeah one thing i I did notice about like i don't know if you saw like the reveal trailer that it was like a little setup kind of a thing them 
basically the cast acting like they didn't know that season two was coming and Netflix sent them all this secret package. Did you watch that video? No, no, I didn't see a video. I saw a picture of something. I didn't really know who anybody was. But yeah. They had a video. The, no, there's a video online, like a two minute video that they put out, like basically the announcement video yeah. where it's yeah. Netflix sent all the cast members, this package that says like, don't open until, uh july 29th or whatever the date is and they're like "Ooh, what's this what did netflix send me and they all opened it up it's like the kid who played sweet tooth and basically all the entire cast and it's like shooting them in their homes opening this package they got in the mail and it's just this big candy bar like a big chocolate bar that says sweet tooth season two and they're like oh my god this is crazy season two but ah. you can tell it's totally fake like they, they all knew a long time ago yeah uh but they're just doing this for like promotional purposes but it's it's still kind of funny yeah that's um, cool yeah, i don't know i'm 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 happy about it getting uh renewed and i'm sure we'll be talking about it right yeah i'm excited now i don't have to go read the book I can wait. <laughs> right. I got at least one more season before I, you know, worry about it getting canceled and I have to go read the book and see what the differences are. I'd like to watch the show in its entirety first before I get influenced by the source material. Yeah, we agree on that. I'll I'll just take it in as a show, I believe, probably at this yeah, point. At this point, that's where we're sitting with like Invincible as well. Just I started as a show, I'll keep watching it as a show and maybe if it drops out or when it's over over, then I'll hit it up in the source material form see what the differences are yeah we agree on that i should watch invincible again you know they're making a live action of that right nope invincible yeah nope there's gonna be a live action invincible movie i trust you for all my news don because i'm not <laughs> yeah. out there like you are and that's why i was like don we gotta do a podcast just so i know what the hell's <laughs> going on in the world the geek world yeah, yeah. that'll be totally dope and that i think cool I think Kirkman said something. He's going to try to, they'll make changes enough. So people who've read the comic and watched the show, it's not like the same exact thing. There has to be some kind of like differences, but uh, yeah, that's going to be crazy. If they, if they, not, if they are doing it, that's going to be really fun. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to turn that into a live action. We'll find out that we will, that we will. And last up for our new stories of big things that happened over the past couple of weeks was that Disney plus released some Hawkeye behind the scenes footage and a release date for Hawkeye season one premiere is November 24th. Yes. I'm pumped for some more Disney plus MCU, man. These so far have been bangers. Yeah, man, we're almost to what if, and now we have the announcement of Hawkeye, um, Jeremy Renner, his show, uh, also Haley Stayfield or Stanfield mm-hmm. as um, Kate Bishop. It's been a, it was one of the um, early announced Disney Plus shows, and like that flurry of announcements we first had, and we we didn't know a date until just now. So yeah, we're getting it this year um I'm, awesome. I'm super i'm super excited for it hawkeye is like one of the characters who i guess ha- i i feel like hasn't had enough development that we don't know enough about and it's going to be fun to watch that show um all the disney shows have been successful in my eyes so i don't see why this one w- would be any different um yeah he's gonna make the, it, the show's gonna make us wish that we would have got a black widow show instead of that movie right <laughs> 
Man, the more I thought about the more I thought about it, that Black Widow movie could have just been a Black Widow Disney Plus show. Yeah. And it probably would have got we probably would have got way more than we got. But I digress. We've talked about yeah. Black Widow enough. Um but yeah, yeah. That, that's that's gonna be fun, man. Yelena's gonna be in it, so we think. Yeah. I mean, um, I would imagine. Yeah. You saw that rumor I sent you that Kingpin might be in it. No, I never saw that. Oh, yeah, I th- I, there is a rumor going around online and who knows with rumors. So take this as a grain of salt. But uh, there's a rumor out there that Kingpin is going to be in Hawkeye with Vincent D'Onofrio oh. reprising the role, That'd be great. Uh, which is all kind of connected to, you know, there's also rumors that Charlie Cox is in the Spider-Man movie. So we might like Daredevil rights getting reverted back to Marvel. This might be the first step of it. And uh oh that's exciting if, if something like that if something like awesome. that happens that would be insane i loved i love vincent d'onofrio's kingpin man yeah he was he's, so he's good. honestly he's honestly probably been like the most compelling marvel villain like when i've talked about marvel has a villain problem before like he definitely ain't it he's nope. he's like he's like one who is been awesome since his first appearance and every scene he's been in as kingpin was like yeah. gold so if they found a way to bring him back into the fold and like introduce him into the mcu um i'm totally for that oh yeah especially in these disney plus shows and make him be the big bad of the disney plus shows <laughs> yeah like the I'd be down with that like the crime crime boss those ground figure. ground level we've talked about it before man I think both yeah. of us just love that ground level street crime superheroes. It's where we're the Batman and the Gotham's and the Daredevil. And I mean, that's why I always love the heroes for hire and just that ground New York gritty, yeah. you know, just not, not going over the top with superpowers, you know, or right craziness going into space and crazy shit like that. It's ground level. Yeah. Get me that. And yeah. And you throw, man, that's a good rumor. I hope that, I hope that turns out to be true yeah me too that'd be, definitely that'd be really nice i i always kind of slightly ignore the charlie cox daredevil rumors for spider-man i'm just like ah wait and see what that yeah. happens who knows he'll just be probably floating in a portal somewhere there's charlie cox did you see him he was in the background <laughs> uh yeah and and you know what they all deny the rumors because you have to yeah so we won't have confirmation on either of those until we actually see them. But just like the fan in me is like, please let it be true. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Part of me still wants to go watch some of those Netflix shows. Right. I skipped a bunch of them. I skipped most of Um, them. Yeah. Yeah. I watched all, I watched all three daredevils and the first Jessica Jones and that's it. Yeah. I didn't even see the last daredevil. Um, I just kind of, I don't know why I always was kind of just holding it in my pocket. Like, ah, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And then eventually once they announced that all the shows were ending, I was like, well, what am I going to watch them for now? They don't have any consequence. Yeah. Like I know it's not going anywhere. I know if there's cliffhangers, they're not going to lead anywhere. Cause all these shows are canceled. So that's what kind of killed it for me. Yeah. The daredevil, the third season was jarring to watch because it came after defenders mm-hmm. and it picked up after defenders. So, and without watching defenders, I was like, yeah. what's going on? Why is he so beat up? What's going on? What's happening? Yeah. And I was very confused. They, I think they did a good job of keeping it separate enough and giving you enough that you're like, okay, this happened. I just didn't see it because we didn't watch Defenders. So, Yeah, yeah. But part of me still is just like, man, like I said, I, I really got heavy into comics reading the Heroes for Hire. So just the idea that 
this all that content exists and i'm just willfully ignoring it it's kind of <laughs> weird to me you didn't watch the punisher show either nope yeah me neither dude and everyone everyone i've ever talked to is like you haven't seen punisher what's wrong with you like i just didn't watch it nope i mean i guess it's there it exists so i can always watch it whenever i you know find the space of time to do it and maybe i will maybe will (laughs) maybe i will but this week we're going to talk about what we did make time to watch which was suicide squad (laughs) why we made time to watch it i'll never know and i may never forgive myself (laughs) for making me watch this movie again after i vowed i never would after i watched it in theaters but here we are don suicide squad 2016 but first what made us want to talk about this suicide squad james gunn comes out august 6th and it's getting rave reviews i know ign gave it a nine i know a lot of people are saying it's like the best dc movie since the dark knight and it's getting a lot of high praise for people who have seen this movie so where where how do you feel about that positive review do you think it's genuine or do you think it's paid for (laughs) yeah with ign you you never know i ign's usually paid for We've discussed many times our issues with IGN, but uh, yeah, Wonder Woman 1984, where they gave it like a nine and said it was amazing. Yeah, yeah, um, crazy. But uh, yeah. we've also seen that it's getting rave reviews from pretty much a lot of different outlets at this point. Um, I think it's sitting at like 99% on Rotten Tomatoes, which take that for what you will. Those are you know fan reviews and and those can be influenced by people just saying a movie is okay can can on a rotten tomatoes meter give it like a thumbs up so take that for what you will but um yeah the reviews seem overwhelmingly positive like you said people are saying greatest dc movie yet or since the dark knight or or whatever the case is um and you know what that really doesn't surprise me because just my enjoyment level for the guardians of the galaxy movie the first one especially i could see you know james gunn i know is a talented filmmaker and i could see this being a a good movie um you know we're gonna get into suicide squad 2016 and how it left a bad taste in our mouth and and that like kind of influenced my interest in this movie just being because i connect it with that Mm -hmm. but if it's a completely different take on the on that which it seems like it is i don't see why this won't wouldn't be a great movie uh if, if it's made right if it's you know done differently and people seem to be enjoying it so i'm glad it's getting reviewed well um all feelings aside you got to separate yourself from thinking about suicide squad 2016 to this movie and that's you know i feel like is what in, is influencing a lot of people's opinions they're like how could this movie be good? That movie sucked. You know what I mean? Um, so I don't know. You got to find again, that separation. And once again, it comes back to that weird DC thing that they want to do where it's, well, you have some of the actors from the original one, but it's not a re it's not a sequel, but it kind of is a reboot. What is this movie? You know, you have, you've brought back as many of the original characters as you contractually could, so like what is what is this thing because you're telling me it's not a sequel but it looks like one and for a casual audience member i mean i barely understand what this movie is going to be let alone a casual person that might not have liked 
the 2016 version. Yeah, we're going to have to see if it's a full reboot or if it's just kind of a retool. Mm-hmm. Like, are they going to, are they going to still acknowledge that the 2016 Suicide Squad movie existed and that it happened? Or are they not? Are they just taking the characters? And, and this could just be a case of James Gunn liking the cast, some of the castings. Like, clearly he wasn't going to change Margot Robbie. But, you know, did he like Joel Kinnaman? Did he like Viola Davis and the guy, whoever the guy is who plays Boomerang? I think those are the main four who, who are returning. Yeah. Did he just want to keep them because he liked what they did? And, but it's just like we're acting like that one didn't happen. It's going to be interesting to see how they really address that, I would say. Yeah, and I know he was trying to get Will Smith. So I have a feeling it's going to be a loose sequel more so than a, a reboot. A reboot. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like it, but I don't really know. My thing with this one is, yeah, besides the bad taste in my mouth from 2016, um, the trailers to me, it's make it really hard to, uh, makes it really hard to know exactly what's going on in this movie and how sophomoric is the humor going to be? How, you know, off the leash is James Gunn going to be? And is it going to be too much, you know, too much sensory overload, you know? It's hard to know what this movie's gonna be, and if it's it's hard to be excited about because I just don't know what to, I'm expecting to experience. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm glad it's gonna be on HBO, and I don't have to make a hard decision. <laughs> yeah, it'll just be sitting there waiting for you, and you know, love it or hate it, we're gonna watch it. So I'm more pumped for it knowing I can just watch it on HBO than if it wasn't gonna be on it. I hear you. So I'm definitely excited to talk about that, but we are here to talk about Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey as we wanted to prep for Suicide Squad, James Gunn. This is all kinds of confusing. Um, (laughs) One of them has a the in front of it. I don't even know which one has the the in front of it. (laughs) You guys remember that. So when we say the Suicide Squad, it's the new one. Is that that the one with the the? Oh, I I don't know. No, I think think you're right. The new one. The new one has the the, and the one from 2016 <laughs> does not have the the. Has the the? The the. That just sounds, keep saying that. The the. The the. the. <laughs> oh, God. This is a mess. Yeah. The Suicide Squad 2021. Yes. Okay. And the one from 2016 is just Suicide Squad. Sure. Okay. We're in agreement. That's how, that's how we're going to call it. Okay. Yeah. Suicide Squad. Is, you're right. You're right. We got it. We got it. You are right. Now, of course, you know, supposedly Suicide Squad was all about, like, it seemed like David Ayer, the director, had a different plan than what happens with the studio. There's all kinds of stories out there that you can check out about how the reaction and the reception for Batman versus Superman um, changed the tone, how that first trailer that everybody loved, the big, you know, queen trailer that they put out for Suicide Squad, everybody loved the hell out of it. And uh, then the movie, supposedly the tone was nothing like that. So the studio actually brought in that company who did the trailer to basically do an edit of the movie to keep that tone. And David Ayer was doing his own cut and they were like competing as to which cut they were going to use. And so, I mean, there's tons of drama that went on behind the scenes. Once the studio starts getting involved in these movies, you know, it usually always goes downhill pretty quick um, just due to the fact that, you know, their studio heads tend to look more for how can we make money or what are other people doing versus what is this movie supposed to be? What's best for the movie versus what's best for their wallet? 
ultimately. Yeah. I I know they were doing a big thing. I remember hearing a story back in the day when they were trying to figure out how to do like uh, Star Trek three or I think it's Star Trek, what turned into speak Star Trek beyond. And they were working on that scripting when guardians of the galaxy came out. And because that became a big hit, the studio heads are going to JJ Abrams and the writers going, Hey, can you turn this into more like guardians of the galaxy? And they're like, no, this is Star Trek. It's not guardians of the galaxy. We can't do that. You know, that's not part of what it is. And probably beyond has some influences two guardians because the studio probably wanted a monster a monster that talked and i think they wanted their groot and they wanted their rocket and they wanted to pantomime what they were seeing so i'm sure there are there's probably another cut of this movie out there that exists that may or may not be better i know david ayer just came out with a story because of course i was looking stuff up where he was basically saying yeah my cut has none like no pop music it has this just amazing score that we put together it has all every character has their full arc it has this it has that so there may be a better version but unfortunately that's not what we got we got 2016 suicide squad and this movie is a train wreck and you can tell that it had so much problems like the whole first 20 minutes introducing the characters feels like a music video you don't know what's going on they're doing all these needle drops of all these different pop culture songs this i don't there's just so much going on in this movie man i don't know you uh, i'm feeling like you you agree with me on from our brief conversation before we started going i mean yeah it's hard to watch man yeah i mean the movie sucks (laughs) (laughs) let's just put it out there uh I stand by that, and I, I hate saying that about a movie because I like being positive, but, man, there's not much positive you can take from this movie. From everything you just kind of described, it feels like the movie was just doomed from the beginning. Um, with all the, with all that studio meddling you just kind of laid out. Um, yeah, and it's hard to find much good about this movie when I was thinking about it and, like, taking my notes after watching it. Like, the only thing I could write down that was a... I wrote down basically two... Um, positives from this movie and that's all I could come up with was the cast was intriguing to me before it came out before it came out I was intrigued by the cast like oh Will Smith Margot Robbie she she looks she looks like Harley that's a good casting uh I've seen Joel Kinnaman in a show he he's cool Viola Davis she's a good actress it's good to see her in like a role like this um jared leto joker oh awesome like another joker jared leto can pull it off he's a good he's a good actor he just won an oscar uh whatever the case may be and then i mean besides the only other positive i have from that from this movie is i personally do like um margot roby a lot as harley i think she does a good job i really couldn't imagine another actress doing the job she does as harley Mm -hmm. um it it depends on how you feel about Harley, if you like it or not, but I, I personally enjoy her. But besides that, not much about this movie's good, man. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's a, like you, the word you use train wreck wreck. Yeah. It's like perfectly applicable right there. Um, the story's disconjointed. Uh, the action scenes are bad, bland. bland. Everything is dark. Like, the whole the whole movie is like basically filmed at night it's almost to the point where like the filmmakers purposely didn't want you to see what was going on because it's like they know it's so bad you can't tell really what you're looking at yeah uh 
yeah the the characters are all kind of forced in there none of them seem human nobody is like sympathetic i don't really care about what's happening to anybody because nobody's really endeared themselves to me um yeah who's the bad guy who's the good guy who's you know yeah you're trying to make these villains sympathetic by showing that they have lives or that they're in abusive relationships or they have kids or they're you know this that or the other but they're still bad guys which they want to make sure you know every like 10 seconds hey but we're the bad guys we're the bad guys we're villains you're just like okay we get it but then who's the bad guy why should we care about you who should you know well the bad guy in this movie they wanted it to be is the enchantress and she's like the biggest one of the biggest problems with this movie like her character is terrible yeah the the entire character of the enchantress is so dumb um she never really lays out a reason why she's doing what she's doing except like humans bad must kill i'm gonna make a machine to kill all humans but why why do we care and like they had the uh amanda waller character played by viola davis like recruit her to be a part of the suicide squad but within like the first 20 minutes of the movie she loses control of her and now she's the big villain of the movie yeah okay but you're so smart then why did you have her on the team if she's just gonna immediately be able to switch and be like the big bad of this movie like it made no sense yeah. <laughs> I, I don't understand i i still um i racked my brain to try to understand that did they get her heart oh she kidnapped viola davis and got her heart okay i missed that when i was <laughs> I watching guess. it okay because i'm yeah. all of a sudden i was watching the end of this movie today and like harley quinn is like stabbing out her heart and ripped the enchantress's heart out mm-hmm. and i was like when did she get her heart back last thing i remember was in that case that viola davis had but i think somewhere in there i missed i was had a hard time paying attention well, there was like a part where enchantress started going out of control and then uh amanda waller was like we got to stop her and she started stabbing the heart yes yeah, she, <laughs> she started stabbing the heart but then the enchantress was like in a room with her like newly revitalized brother and she's like brother save me and he like touched her and all of a sudden everything was just good and now enchantress is just free to do whatever the hell she wants yeah, uh yeah. i don't know man yeah there was no explanation for enchantress or what she was just she was just there she was a plot device yeah she was just there her reason for being a villain was never explained um we never got why waller thought she could control a being who was supposed to be that powerful like how did you think you were gonna obviously you couldn't control her and it seems like as soon as like your most powerful member of your squad you're putting together that she introduced to like the government she's like i'm putting the squad together here's the enchantress look what she can do as soon as she has now gone rogue and she's about to cause an apocalypse. The whole thing would have just been called off. Yeah. Why you would we trust saying? you? Yeah. You can't control to... the one you showed us here in this room. Why do you think, why should we, it's Give over. More. <laughs> Mission over. More. Right. Why did, did Waller know that she had Enchantress's brother just sitting on a shelf outside her bedroom? No. <laughs> it was never explained. Like all of a sudden Enchantress just went straight to it and said, yoink. Yeah. And all of a sudden, now there's another demigod running around like, okay. Yeah, turning humans uh, in the train station into rat kings. Yeah, man. And that, too, that was a problem. They introduced those monsters, like the minions. The putties. They, yeah, the putties, basically, from <laughs> Power Rangers. 
they introduced them and we had no idea what we were looking at no they didn't they didn't say that these are like her um minions she made they're just like oh there's monsters in the subway now who have like giant boils on their faces like who are the what are these things Mm -hmm. oh i don't know let's just fight them what like it doesn't make a lick of sense like it was so disconjointed dude yeah yep (laughs) yep it was just a mess, uh, like scene to scene, and I half the time stuff was happening on the screen. I'm like, "What is happening? What does this matter?" They spent almost the first half of the movie just trying to introduce all the characters, and it was so much like info dumps of trying to yeah. make us care. Some stuff seemed really off. Like I, I had a hard time sympathizing with Diablo. Yeah, and just because the way that they set it up, it was so jarring. Like he seemed, he looked so out of place with his family since he being all tatted up like that. But his family <laughs> was like super clean cut in the super like fancy house. And I understand yeah. he might have money and stuff, but just the fact that he was that tatted up, it just yeah. it looked jarring. Or is that just me? Come on, man, he's just a gangbanger with fire inferno yeah. powers, bro. Don't you but get like, it? But then he had like <laughs> the the cleanest cut girl right like where's her ink where's her like yeah yeah where's her attitude where's her anything like she just it was so jarring she was like the most generic clean cut girl that you could have put in that role in like the cleanest cut house but then they would just cut to this dude who's got face tattoos and just sitting there at the dinner table and i was like this is it was jarring you know i'm like this doesn't look right yeah his character was a problem it was like totally a stereotype yeah uh with the dialogue he used like homes and all the all the other stuff you'd expect like a you know gangbanger from LA to use or whatever and uh yeah the 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 tatted up stuff was off-putting and another thing with him I didn't understand he when they were trying to recruit him to the suicide squad he said no he basically refused mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they were just letting him out of his cell and he's just on the team yeah. They never explained why he ch- like he might have changed his mind. Did they like just say, "No, you have to"? Just, we yeah, I think they just dragged him. Like we know he's there, but then like that whole putty fight, and the, when they first had that first one, he didn't do anything. So yeah. then he was, um, it was just really weird. And then yeah, using the putties as their nonstop go-to action, like oh, we need another action scene here. Enter more putties into the office building. It was just like okay. Yeah, and like I said, everything was so dark, so you couldn't even really see what's going on um, with any of the fights. And then when he eventually did start fighting, he's like the only real metahuman on the team. Everyone else is just kind of a soldier and a hand-to-hand. Either they're good with guns or Harley good with her, you know, bat or whatever the case is. He's the only metahuman on the team. Why did Amanda Waller think this team of people who could just use guns fight demigods? They're demigods. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is a job for Wonder Woman or yeah. the, the the Justice League. Why? Why is this group of just like Deadshot who can shoot guns really good, and and like Rick Flag who is just a soldier who doesn't have any redeeming quality or powers to him? Why is he a fit to fight like supernatural beings? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, Captain. Yeah, like the villain was too big for this team. Yeah, totally. They could have kept and, it a lot more grounded and it would have been a much better, grittier, humorous ride. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree, man. And then like we're talking about Diablo's cringy dialogue. Another one that was super cringy is Croc. Croc was the worst dude in this. Well, he's not the worst. We'll get to the worst. Yeah. But uh, Croc was bad. The cringy dialogue where he's like calling people shorty. He called like Harley Quinn shorty. And like at the end of the movie, he was like, what do you need to like, what's your reward for this? And he's like, I want BET. I'm like, oh, dude, that's that's so bad. And yeah. like the the makeup on him was bad. It was seriously off. It was very distracting even just to look at him like this was the worst possible croc adaptation you could have done. And they did it. They pulled it off. Yeah, absolutely. But let's talk about the worst thing, because David Ayer can talk about all of the things that wasn't in his movie and this isn't my movie this is the studio's movie but you know what he put that joker on the big screen and that was his joker and that was what he wanted to do and there's supposedly all these deleted scenes but i'm telling you right now there are no deleted scenes that make that joker work there's nothing there is nothing that he could do because he never understood what the joker was this was just some gangster dressed up like the joker Mm-hmm. That's all it was with a terrible Joker laugh. The, ah, 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 ah. I'm just like, no, no. <laughs> this this, this yeah. is just, it's so off-putting and so jarring and just so, it's just not, that's not the essence of what that character is. And it was just, watching it again, it was just as bad as I remembered, man. Yeah, you kind of hit it on the head there this is i wrote down that flashy nightclub gangster joker sucks yeah yeah (laughs) and that's what we got um yeah yeah as far as joker adaptations go this has got to be one of the worst ones and you got to wonder what jared leto was doing i know a lot of people are like it's not his fault it's a bad script i place the blame on kind of both Mm -hmm. um because like you said in our private conversations, if, if Jared Little really had a issue with the script and what it was, he could have said something about it and maybe got something changed, but he didn't. This is the route they all chose together, and it was just a terrible choice. Um, yeah. That's that's not Joker. That's I don't know what that is. Um, it's Dance Club Mafia Boss. Yeah. and um, They got it confused. They just got gangster confused. Yeah, Joker runs around with a gang. He's not a gangster in any way. He's like an agent of chaos. He just he just wants to destroy and disrupt and by any means necessary. And there's no method. There's no madness. There's like, it's just, he's just a psychopath. You know, there's no method. There's not, he's not trying to do it for guns or money or showing him laying on there with all those guns and knives and shit, watching computers and doing heists to break out people. I'm like, come on, this isn't the Joker. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, it was rough, man. And and even beyond that, this movie was, I still remember now, I can rewind my mind back to 2016. This movie was like promoted as him being a huge part of this movie and he yeah. was barely in it. He was in it for maybe honestly, if you add it up like 15 minutes of screen time yeah. out of this whole two hour movie. And yeah. you know, that's like kind of deceiving viewers who came to see this movie and like, we wanted a Joker thing and Joker's not even in this. And we're probably better off if that's the Joker we got, we're probably yeah. better off. He wasn't in it a ton, but yeah, like he just kind of was there and just did a few had a few lines and did a few things and and wasn't compelling at all and the tattoos looked stupid and the outfits were 
just totally out of place and yeah, all the chains scream. and the bling the chains and the golden suit and the 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 slick back hair and everything just like man that's that's not joker and we've already talked about it way back before in our justice league episode um where they tried to re you know reboot jared leto's joker a little bit for that nightmare scene and that didn't work either so my request to the higher ups at wb and dcu is just let the jared leto joker die Mm -hmm. no more jared leto joker we don't need it we don't want it it doesn't work um i like jared leto as an actor and a few other things but he's just this isn't his thing man no no because they even for that justice league they cleaned up the tattoos and the teeth and stuff and tried to make him look a little bit more but there's still just something off about it i don't know (laughs) what it is I don't yeah. know what it is, but definitely with this movie going for the the blingy nightclub, no, no, that's just never did it for me, and it really kills this movie super hard and super fast. Yeah, just one of the many drawbacks of this movie. I mean, just all in all, I just felt no connection to these characters. Um, nobody felt human, so I really didn't care what happened to people like early in this movie when the guy named Slipknot who got introduced for no reason, like the native American member of the team who all of a sudden his head just blew up and we were supposed to be like, Oh my God, I didn't care. I don't know this guy, but he could climb things. Yeah. He could climb. This is Slipknot. He can climb things. Cool. (laughs) So honestly, I didn't really care about the characters. Um, A lot of people said Will Smith was good in this movie. He's, he was all right, but, I mean, it just kind of felt like an average mediocre performance. Um, oh, yeah. I did he, like... he had the line of the movie. Uh, Will Smith's great. Lady, you're evil. Yeah. That was an actual line of dialogue that he yelled at the bad guy. Hey, lady, you're so evil. <laughs> yeah. Give him, a, give him the Oscar now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what else to say. It was rough. Yeah. Skip this movie, guys. I'm sure nobody, there's no real reason to go back to it, but I was interested just going into the new one. If I didn't watch it now, I was going to watch it after. So I'm glad I watched it now because now my expectations really can't be lower. So no matter what, I think the Suicide Squad should do quite better. But we did want to talk through one more quick movie because Don, I'm dying to know because you finally watched Birds of Prey, which was kind of like a weird semi-sequel spinoff of the Suicide Squad. What do you think of Birds of Prey, man? Yeah, Birds of Prey. This one was 2020 and directed by Kathy Yan. Um, and it's, I don't know, the full title. They kind of changed it later to Harley Quinn Birds of Prey, but it was originally called what Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of Harley Quinn was like the first full long title, like totally unnecessary. Yeah. Because it confused people. Yeah. Um, yeah, this movie to me has a lot of bright spots Mm -hmm. um it also has its definitely has its flaws but this movie is like to me light years better than suicide squad from 2016 um the only the only way we're really connecting these two movies is with harley quinn margot robbie the rest is just kind of like there's a few callbacks to suicide squad just a quick couple little jokes to let you know that still did happen and it still is kind of part of the same universe but besides that it's like a totally different movie um it's a lot brighter a lot more colors um i feel like they kind of embraced the campiness a lot more 
didn't try to make it so serious. Suicide Squad had a lot of like forced jokes. This movie had more jokey stuff that was out in the open, letting you know, hey, we know we're being jokey and we're we're kind of putting it out to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't expect any movie that's based on a comic book to like be a groundbreaking masterpiece Oscar winner. Yeah. And this movie, I wasn't expecting that going in. And that's kind of what we got. To me, this was just like a, like I said, it has its flaws, but it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. and I'm, you know, I did not, I resisted watching this for so long just because I just associated it so much with that movie we just talked about. Yeah. Um, but I was kind of doing myself a disservice because this movie actually is pretty fun. Yeah. It, it gives me hope for what the suicide squad is going to be, you know, that R rated because that was the big difference between suicide squad and birds of prey was that this one did get the R rating so they can go a little darker with things. The humor made it a little bit darker. They, they didn't really have to pull any punches like they did in mm-hmm. suicide squad. Um, it just felt like more of a complete movie. Yeah. Of course it still had its flaws. It still had its, you know, you're, you're still making movies based around bad guys. So who's that? Um, but I like the idea of kind of, still having the Joker in it without being on the screen, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Um, you know, cause then it could be anything, but just having her, it was just a simple story that I thought did good. You, and you had a street level villain, you know, yes. you had black mask, you and McGregor just doing his, I mean, I thought he did a good job of being a worse guy than the bad guys. Yeah. You could totally tell he was having a lot of fun with this role too. He was, you know, he kind of like, chucked it or like was clowning around and just having fun and being over the top it totally wasn't over the top portrayal but it was it was fun i don't know a ton about black mask from the comics and i know he was featured in a batman video game too that's kind of like the extent of my knowledge of him but it was a fun it was a fun portrayal um so that was good and like i was gonna say my my biggest thing i liked most about this movie i don't know about you was like the action in this movie was so 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 much better than suicide squad and yeah honestly better than a lot of other comic book movies even you know marvel movies just the the more realistic approach to the fight scenes yeah uh than what we get in big bombastic movies where there's explosions and and people flying around the sky like a lot of this was you know harley just breaking kicking limbs. ass yeah breaking limbs and like that scene where she's in the fighting a bunch of dudes with her baseball bat in like the, um, the warehouse police, or whatever police locker or whatever. Yeah. She was like breaking people's legs with that bat. And like, they were bending in all kinds of weird directions. Like, dude, this is brutal. This is like, <laughs> right? fun. like right? this is super fun. And I, I, I found out later that the, that was the John wick fight coordinator from those oh. movies was involved in all that. And so he, he kind of oversaw the fight sequences like oh yeah that makes sense it makes sense yeah. um yeah dude so that really the, the movie really shined as far as the action pieces go i would say yeah i mean really didn't have too much i mean it was it was a fine movie i like i said i like the color i like the theme i like the story like i said, i i learned to appreciate margot robbie as harley quinn a lot more in this one because she really got to embrace the character a lot more and have a lot more fun with it where in suicide squad it just felt seemed like she was a catchphrase machine just how many times can she say pudding how many times can she just you know but we're the bad guys 
You know, she yeah. just she just seemed like she was just catchphrase regurgitator. And this one, she felt like an actual character. You know, she had levels to her and she got to really act with it and showed me that she was actually more than just the look. Yeah, especially in the Suicide Squad movie, man. She was just like, I hate I, I hate to say it because it sucks, but she was like there. She was like eye candy, the outfit they put her in. Mm-hmm. Like it's totally you could tell what they're doing, what they want to do. They even had a scene. They even had a scene in that movie where she's like changing clothes and all the guys are like, Oh, come on. Like, can we, can we just like explore Harley as a character outside of that? This movie, like she's wearing colorful, bright, different outfits and they don't have her walk around in booty shorts, which I totally appreciated that they, they got away from that because Harley is an interesting character, like, like it or not. And introduced in, the Batman animated series years back and she was so popular in that she made her way into comics and now she, you know she's Pop in all these movies yeah. yeah dude she's a super interesting character like how would a normal person uh with a normal state of mind be so corrupted by the Joker that they themselves become a villain you know what yeah. I mean and that's an interesting that's an interesting character right there so I'm glad that they're getting there with her and like you said she did a great job in this movie like she was very quick uh with the dialogue she had a lot of lines where she had to say really fast and it was really impressive she was she was pretty funny and you know she was believable as you know a person who's got a screw loose um and that's what harley quinn is so i i really was impressed by that um makes me want to see her portrayal in this new one even more um yeah and I would say this movie's called Birds of Prey, but this is a Harley movie. Like, oh yeah, it's it, Birds of Prey are in the last like ten minutes. Yeah, and that is when I get into the cons of this movie because there is cons. Like it's Birds of Prey in title only. Like this is yeah. straight up a Harley movie, and so going along with that idea, the other girls in this movie are kind of underdeveloped a little bit. They're just kind of there to assist in Harley's story. Mm-hmm. Um. The Cassandra Kane character, the little girl, is Cassandra Kane in the comics. This is another issue of them changing from comics to movies, but Cassandra Kane is like a bat girl, one of the bat girls in the comic books, and this they kind of just change the character and use a name, which is fine. They do that from time to time. Uh yeah. Renee Montoya, I didn't think was great because one, I don't like Rosie Perez. <laughs> I don't know why. I just don't. I'm not a fan of hers. Um the the girl who played Huntress, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, she's good. Yeah. She's good in this. Her character's fun. Um, and I like her in a lot of stuff. Um Journey Smollett, her character felt underdeveloped, Black Canary. Yeah. Um, and she's a good actress that is also from Lovecraft Country. Yeah. I didn't like that we didn't see her. She's the only metahuman on this team, and they only used her like metahuman scream one time. Like I was like, why didn't she use that earlier? And it was jarring when she did because you didn't see it coming. So then it was yeah. just like, wait, you didn't really set up. I mean, I know they had her singing and you saw like the wine glass break, but that could have been anything when the, the movie with the crazy shit that we saw up to that point. It's yeah. like, okay, cool. But you didn't know she was going to like scream and people were going to explode. You know? <laughs> right. I mean, the only way you would know it is if you're like, well, I know Black Canary from the comics exactly. and that's what she does. But just like to someone who didn't know, could have yeah. been like all of a sudden she's a she's a metahuman. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So that was a little weird. That that whole final team up seemed kind of forced. They just seemed like they might be planning 
at that time be like, well, we'll make the Birds of Prey a franchise. We got to make this Birds of Prey team all of a sudden come together in the last yeah. 10 minutes of this movie. Um, what else? I didn't, I didn't really like the, the sexual assault kind of feelings in this movie. A few scenes in here were a little yeah. rough for me. I felt like they could have lived without that. Yeah. Like when, when the guys were trying to get drunk Harley into the car or when Black Mask was like, um, dance for me, <laughs> dance for me and take off your clothes. I was like, Ooh, we really don't need this. I know it's a rated R movie, but it just felt like unnecessary. It went way too long too. way too long and, and just didn't need to be there. I already don't like the black mask character. You don't have to like exactly add exactly. this scene in for me to like him even less. Um, I just don't feel like that added any value to the movie. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But, um, Besides that, the ending was just kind of meh, and it was it was fine. It was just fun. You didn't have to think too much about it. Definitely much. I enjoyed this movie a lot more than Suicide Squad, Agreed. basically. Agreed. So. I was pleasantly surprised, and and gives me hope for the Suicide Squad. Seeing the R rating and seeing hopefully the over the top and the humor and being able to actually have some fun with the characters is what I'm hoping we get. And if Birds of Prey is a sign of them pointing in that direction and being willing, knowing that DC and Warner Brothers are willing to do Birds of Prey gives me hope that the Suicide Squad will live up to the reviews that it's now getting. Yeah, totally. And we don't got that long to find out. And yep. um, One more week. Yeah, I'm I'm more excited to see James Gunn's Suicide Squad than I was before. Um, just the more I think about it and the more I see about it. And I don't know. Let's do it. Let's watch it. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm definitely excited for that. And I think watching, rewatching these movies again puts me in a different perspective and a headspace. And I'm, I think I'm a little bit more excited than I would have been if I wouldn't have watched them. Yep. So we... We did ourselves a favor. Good job, us. <laughs> yeah. Good job past us. Future Chris and Don, appreciate you. <laughs> Don't always say that to our past selves, but this time, knocked it out the park. Yes, sir. All right. It's enough back padding of ourselves, <laughs> but make sure you guys uh, hit us up on all our podcasts and social media services and give us those reviews. I guess a little bit more patting on the back, but I think that's going to wrap us up for this show. We will be back next week talking all about the Suicide Squad, James Gunn, and what other news tidbits or other fun that we get into in the upcoming week. And we look forward to sharing it with you all. Glad to be back, Don. Glad to be back. Yeah, man, this was fun. I'm glad we're back at it. Um, It's become a staple in our friendship and our lives. So (laughs) glad to do it. Yeah, absolutely. So until next time, I'm Chris. And I'm Don. And thanks for listening to the Raised Geek Podcast. Where we all speak geek. <laughs>